Hey, Shoff. Thanks for inviting me over for Thanksgiving. I cannot express how much I value our friend... Hey, what's that, um, smell? Uh, hey, Wonder Rob. Um, well, uh, well that, that's coming from the kitchen. It's the main course. Oh my god, man, it smells awful. What are we having? Well, uh, I'll give you a few hints. Um, it's been sitting out for basically three years. It smells like what I'd imagine Oscar the Grouch's trashy genitals smells like. And it's in need of a good roast. Um, <laughs> is it the new mutants? Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. My name is Shaf, and I am one half of this dynamic duo. Uh, with me on the line is the um, X to my man, <laughs> the professor to my Xavier. What? <laughs> you need to start the... this show over. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see let me try something else um uh, may i <laughs> it's off the rails already it's already off the rails okay um well with me is my co-host my dear friend my best friend the wonderful wonder rob how you doing wonder rob hey everybody it is me <laughs> i'm here everybody Great intro. Shout out to Shaw. 133 Whatever. episodes. Nailed it. Finally. <laughs> I feel like you write yours ahead of time or you just have a better brain than me. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to brag, but my brain's well, pretty folks, wrinkly. It's pretty wrinkly. Um, well, folks, welcome back to another episode of Geek So To Speak. Now, um, this episode is a special episode because it's our Thanksgiving episode, which we lovingly refer to as our Thanksgiving roast. We started this uh, tradition last year, and correct me, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Wonder Rob, but the movie we watched last year for our Thanksgiving roast was Thor The Dark World. Uh, you are wrong. It was Thor the Dark Thor. Thor the Dark Thor, that's uh, Okay, right. it's the same movie. But yes, we did yes. Thor. We we answered the, the fans' call for us to, to watch that movie. And, well, 
It's available for you to listen if you want to hear how it went. That's right. So dip back into our archives from a year ago and you can enjoy that. But today's episode is also a Thanksgiving roast, and we could not think of a better movie to roast than one that we've been anxiously awaiting watching for years now. Uh, We've been uh, riding the tidal waves of release date changes over the years. And finally, as of August 28th, I believe, uh, this movie came out in the theaters and only just the other day became available on uh, digital paid video on demand. Um, So we had the opportunity to watch the new mutants. And uh, we have our thoughts on that. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but we also have plenty of geek news that we're going to talk about today. Stuff relating to movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, whatever, you name it, we're your source for all those things. So we got things for movies, TV, and video games today to bring to you uh, before we get to our main topic of the new mutants. Uh, But before we get into all of that, I just want to say, first of all, one of Rob and I are so thankful We are thankful to our listeners, thankful for you listening, thankful for you rating us five stars, thankful for you reviewing our our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Uh, giving us a a shout out on there, or even if you want to do so on our various social media accounts, we love to give you equally back a shout out. So this is just a general shout out, though, to our entire listening fan base. Thank you so much for keeping us going, thriving, alive. 133 episodes later. This is fantastic. So not many podcasts can say that they've reached this point, but, but we can. So this is uh, this is pretty fantastic. Um, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe, please rate, please review. Um, and, uh, and without further ado, wonder Rob, uh, you, you hyped this earlier before we started recording, you have some news to share with me, uh, uh, about what's happened to you in the past week. And, um, let me tell you, I've got some news for you as well. So hit me with it. What's going? What's been going on? Well, I'll tell you. When we say past week, it's like we're we're pretending we didn't just record a podcast episode two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to He's tell them wrong. that we're recording this early oh, for them, and why? Thank you. Wonder up. All right, let me let me lay it on you folks. Okay, so normally we would record our episodes on Thursday nights, but Thursday being Thanksgiving, uh, that presents a problem. Friday being Black Friday, uh, Black Fridays matter. And um, <laughs> no, I have a I have a rehearsal for my Christmas show, so I can't we can't re- we can't uh, record the podcast on that night either. So we needed to record it earlier. So this geek news is as recent. What we talk about in a little bit will be as recent uh, as Monday, November twenty third. So uh, we apologize, but definitely if you want to get all the latest and greatest geek news, you'll find it on the Facebook page. You'll find it on our various social media because Wonder Rob rocks that shit. Did I did I explain that well, Wonder Rob? Yeah, that okay. was good. And you should uh, let the listeners know that after this week's episode, we will be on a short hiatus. True, true. For the next two weeks, if I remember correctly. Uh, but we will be back at the end of December with a, a Christmas slash New Year's special. I'll go ahead and tell them Wonder Woman <laughs> 1984 is coming out. So we'll, of course, be back with our roast of that movie. Uh, and then we'll be back to our normal schedule in the beginning of January. So 
you fellow geeks out there, don't freak out when you don't see a brand new episode next week. We're taking a short break. Don't hit that unsubscribe button. Do the opposite. Get your friends' phones that aren't subscribed and hit the subscribe button. Despite the fact that there <laughs> won't be any new episodes for two weeks. As a matter of fact, that's a challenge that I issue out to all our listeners. Get your friends' phones when they're not looking and subscribe to our podcast. It'll help our numbers. Uh, it'll make us look really good. And uh, we'll go up the ranks. So, thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, now, Wonder Rob, you had some news. You, you want okay. to tell me what's going on okay. this past week for you. All or this right. past couple of days for you. Okay. So, every week... You and I, we talk to each other on the show, and we like to describe our weeks. But since we only just recorded a, an episode of the podcast, again, like two days ago, I haven't had a whole lot of time to to venture into something new. I, I typically try to venture into something new every week, so I have something new and relevant to talk about on the, on the show. Being pressed for time... I thought, well, what am I going to do this week? What am I going to do to talk about on the show? And then it hit me. It hit me, Shaf. It was like a bolt of lightning. Brilliant idea. <laughs> what did I do, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I plopped my ass down in front of my television. I turned on my PlayStation 5. I don't know if I've mentioned on the show I've got a PlayStation 5. Oh, only a couple The last two times. episodes. Um <laughs> I turned on my PlayStation 5. I didn't put on Astro's Playroom. I didn't put on Spider-Man Miles Morales. I didn't put on Spider-Man Remastered. No, I'll tell you what I put on, Shaf. A little game called Butt Snacks. <laughs> That's right. I've been playing Butt Snacks. All right. It's it's called oh, Bug Snacks, everybody. Bug Snacks. But the song sounds like they're saying butt snacks. Um, that's right. I I've thought been they playing... were saying butt sex. <laughs> oh, oh, butt wow, you, sex. you went in the way opposite direction of what I heard. I it always sounded like butt snacks to me. Uh, I started playing <laughs> butt, about snacks. butt snacks. And your arch enemy, a Vector, shout out to your arch enemy, Vector. Got in touch with me. He no shout me. outs. No shout outs to Arch Enemies. <laughs> he caught me playing Bug Snacks and he, he messaged me and said, You better have beaten Miles Morales twice <laughs> to, for me to catch you playing Bug Snacks. Um, so I've been playing Bug Snacks. Let me tell you about this game, Shaf. So I'd, I didn't know a whole lot about this game up until recently. A lot of the reviews coming out for it describe it as like a Pokemon Snap kind of game. Uh, I never played Pokemon Snap, but I know it was one of your favorites. And I, I'm not <laughs> saying that jokingly like I like to sometimes. I'm pretty positive Pokemon Snap was a game you enjoyed. Um, I did enjoy Not a favorite, but I definitely enjoyed it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll lower the category to, to enjoy. Essentially, here's, here's the premise of Bug Snacks. You crash land on an island. You're a reporter. Um, you're going to this island to meet... Uh, the the mayor, the person who runs this island, but you crash land on the island uh, because for some reason you, you were taking a hot air balloon attached to a boat. I don't really understand why. 
<laughs> you you crash land on this island and you make your way around and you find a villager who's dying and the only way you're going to save him is for you to go and catch some butt snacks. <laughs> you catch uh, two strawberry butt snacks and you feed it to your boy who's dying and his uh, legs turn into strawberries. And he uh, leads you around the island. You meet a farmer, and the farmer teaches you the ins and outs of how to really go about trapping bug snacks and the the mechanics of luring bug snacks out with with certain elements. Like there's a there's a bug in bug snacks that is essentially a walking hamburger, like but it's it's a spider, but its body is a hamburger and its legs are French fries, and it will <laughs> run at you and and like a ram and knock you down. And you can't catch it with a net or with your, your regular old net tool. But you get a slingshot and you pull ketchup bottles off of plants and you fling ketchup bottles at it and it chases the ketchup and then you, you knock it out. And essentially you can catch it with a net at that point. So essentially each bug has a particular way of being captured. And you also want to take pictures of them for your bug snacks encyclopedia. Uh, okay. So you get the you get the ins and outs of okay what bug snacks are and what you're doing there, and then you make your way to the main town, Bug Snacks Village, to find the mayor who you came to to talk to, but she's gone missing, and so essentially you're playing like this mystery game where you have to interview the the residents of Bug Snacks Island, but you're also in charge of doing chores for them like catching certain bugs and <laughs> and essentially just catching bugs <laughs> is pretty much what it is um but it's it's fun it's a fun game uh it is was there free. a health el- it's free yeah is there a health element to the game like do you do the bugs hurt you like can they kill you like what's the circumstances here what are the i haven't stakes? run into anything like that yet i have fallen off a cliff and it just simply restarted me um i've been pushed around by the spider bugs the the hamburger bugs but as far as i can tell at least so far no violence or no health uh is it a first person game it is in first person okay. it is in first person uh, but mainly, again, it's more of an exploration, uh, collectathon, problem-solving game. I guess is the best way I can describe it. The voice acting is pretty good. the The graphics are pretty cartoony, so there's not much to say about that. But so far, Shaf, Bug Snacks Game of the Year contender on Geek, so to speak, the Geekies, <laughs> the Geekies that. 2020, maybe Shaf. <laughs> Maybe, but but I played Bug Snacks especially for you, so I could talk about it. I I've only been playing it. I only got to start today, and I only Did played it for about two hours. But I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. Was the music up from like similar to the theme song? Did it have that sort of like catchiness? No, to it. Um, the no, not really. As a matter of fact, all the music that I've noticed in the game so far has been i don't want to call it morbid but it's definitely more of like a darker tone which sounds weird <laughs> oh, oh okay. and all the bug snacks and uh bugs say their name it's just like pokemons they all say their names 
And every time you catch one, the, the little microphone in the PlayStation 5 controller, it speaks to you with the Bugsnax name. <laughs> now, this would be a really uh, perfect time to give you an example of a Bugsnax name, but heck if I can remember any of them. <laughs> Again, I only played it for two hours. Um, but I like it. It's, it's free with uh, the PlayStation Network subscription right now. So if you got that PS5, get Bugsnax for free. I'm pretty sure it's on PlayStation 4 too. Corrections Department might have to look uh, look at that one. Um, but Shaf, if it's a free game, I fully expect you to download it and try it. So when we do will... come back from our hiatus, I can grill you <laughs> on butt snacks. Yeah. <laughs> if there is a chance to play with some butt snacks, you know I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um other than that, definitely you know, a big fan of butt sex. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> it's been like I said, only a couple of days since our last podcast. So, or at least since we've recorded our last podcast, so not a lot to report. But I did get the butt snacks just for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when I was playing with my butt snacks, I was thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like always. <laughs> oh man okay well that's fantastic well thank you for playing that game and giving it a shot i'm gonna check it out and see if it is available on ps4 um but i did cancel my subscription so i might have to reactivate my subscription essentially that's just like Network. 10 bucks you're paying 10 bucks for the game yeah that's true mm-hmm. yeah i might do it i might do it so um okay so wonder up something kind of crazy happened to me uh just yesterday oh excellent yeah all right. I'm ready. It was uh, not one of my finer moments, I'm going to say. Um, so a nightly ritual, and I wouldn't say every night, but a nightly ritual nonetheless is we have to make sure our baby Emily falls asleep, right? Like there's a process to that. You try to sleep train you try to like stick to a time. You have like a ritual of, okay, we play this song or you know, we, uh, she plays with this toy or whatever else. Right. So, um, one of the things, one of the ways that we get Emily to fall asleep every night is we play music on our phones specifically. Mm-hmm. It's like a, um, it's like a rain. Uh, it's just like loopable rain sound effects. Okay. So it's like a, a nature thing. So she re- does really well with rain sounds, white noise, all that kind of stuff. So well, there's one in particular on Apple Music that we just have ready, lined up on a playlist, ready to go. It's looped. So we're we're in business. So we cue that up. I've got her in my arms. She's wrapped in a blanket. She's got her pacifier in her mouth. And we're in the rocking chair. And I'm rocking her back and forth. And this is the, the general scope of things. And within a few minutes, she's usually down for the count. <sighs> that didn't happen last night because... I wasn't using my phone. My phone was in another room. So I was using Sarah's phone. Mm-hmm. She also has this track queued up on her phone. So I, I queued up the track. I pressed the button, press play. It's starting to play the music. I turned the phone upside down. So it's facing down. So the light's not shining in uh, Emily's eyes or anything like that. Try to create a nice dark atmosphere for her to fall asleep in. But the music's not not very loud. It's not, not it's not loud enough, I think, to be like something that she can hear well enough that will lull her to sleep. So I'm trying to to fidget with the her phone, and she has a different case than mine. So I'm trying to fidget with the buttons to increase the volume on the phone. And mm-hmm. I keep pressing this button, and the volume is not increasing. I'm like, what is going on? And it's dark. I can't see what I'm doing. I don't want to turn the phone around because I I don't want to um, wake up baby. I don't want her to like lose sight of like trying to fall asleep. (laughs) 
out of nowhere, suddenly the phone does this. And I'm like, oh shit. I turn the phone over to see what's happening. I've activated the emergency SOS <laughs> on the phone. It's, it's, it, I'm like fudging with it because I don't remember her code to unlock her phone. So it keeps going, baby is awake, wide eyes, way awake, very awake. And um, I'm like freaking, I'm like fidgeting with the phone. I finally unlock it. It says uh, that the phone is basically indicating that now it's going to be contacting all of her emergency contacts (laughs) as if she's in big, like big trouble. Something's (laughs) happening to her. And I quickly like find a way to like stop that from happening. And then I'm like, Oh, thank God. Then the phone rings, her phone rings. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to answer this. So I like dodge the call. Mm-hmm. Phone rings again. Same number. I'm like, Oh shit, I need to answer this. So I'm like, hello. <laughs> and, and the person who responds says, Sedona Police Department, this is the emergency uh, dispatch. Uh, is everything okay? <laughs> so it has called 911 <laughs> on her phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone other than the owner of the phone is the one who's picking up the phone. And and I'm having to explain why I'm picking up the phone and not Sarah picking up the phone. So I'm like, hi, this is uh, this is Jimmy. Uh, she's taking my name down. She's asking for me to spell it. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is Sarah's phone. Uh, Sarah's in the other room. I'm just trying to uh, get baby to fall asleep. I was pressing the wrong button on, on her phone, trying to get the volume, blah, blah, blah. And I could just tell she's like basically have put two and two together and it said something. And she's like, come to the conclusion that I've buried Sarah <laughs> I've stolen her phone. <laughs> she's, she's been the victim of some kind of domestic abuse. And I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fucking arrested here. <laughs> it's like all because I was trying to make the rain sounds louder. <laughs> and she was like, okay, all right. Well, um, uh, thank you so much for your information. We're going to, we'll take this down. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. So I basically accidentally notified the police of an emergency while I was trying to make my baby fall asleep last night. The fun part is, is we didn't tell the audience we were recording this on your one phone call. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. you calling me so we could, <laughs> so we wouldn't miss a week of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't really do a typical two-hour episode, but uh, in fact, they're calling for me right now. I got to go. <laughs> 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 they they need me to perform some butt snacks on uh, the <laughs> cellmate. No, you're going to be the butt snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you right. I'm too pretty. Butt snacks on nobody. <laughs> I am way too pretty to not be the object of someone's butt snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, shit! And scene. <laughs> so, anyways, that was my eventful evening last night. <laughs> great, great. I'm glad you saved it for the podcast. Yeah, no problem. No problem. And eventually I did get her to fall back asleep. So it all was not lost, but there was definitely a hiccup in the middle there when um, the alarm sounded as if there was a fire in the house or something. So that's really funny. 
That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, enough of this emergency. Let's go ahead and move on to something much more fun and a lot less alarming. Why don't we talk about some geek news? Geek news. Nude news. Nude news. All right. So we have got a few stories to bring to you today. As I mentioned before, we got some movies, we got some TV news, we got some video game news. Wonder Rob, mm-hmm. as is tradition, I want to give you first dibs. Is there a story that you want to start off our episode with? As a matter of fact, Shoff, there is. This one, uh, this is a story that broke just the other day, right after we recorded our last episode. So I figure I'd get this one at the top. Did you know? Shaf, that everybody's favorite, Merc with a mouth, Deadpool, is officially, officially getting a sequel, a threequel, if you will. There's no question about it at this point, Shaf. A third Deadpool movie is finally happening. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you. Sources tell Deadline. Ever heard of the website, Shaf? Credible as heck. <laughs> Sources tell Deadline that Bob's Burgers veterans Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux-Loglin, friends of the show, uh, Molyneux (laughs) and Molyneux-Loglin, their last names are hard to pronounce. Let's just call them Wendy and Lizzie. Bob's Burgers veterans Wendy and Lizzie will write Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds set to surprise and reprise his role as the wisecracking Marvel superhero. Before I move on, I just want to get your initial take because I personally have not seen one second of Bob's Burgers. So I'm curious if you've seen that show, Shop. I have only seen... 62% of the first episode of the first season. Oh, man. Okay. What percentage of that 62% of the first episode of the first season would you say you enjoyed? Zero. Whoa, man. (laughs) Uh, Is that the reason why you only got 62% through? Yep. That's right. Okay. That's right. Because I was like, uh, maybe it gets a little better towards the end. No, no, it doesn't. I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. That was the same uh, wow. reaction I had with Rick and Morty, by the way. <laughs> Wait a minute. Rick and Morty, the conversation is officially shifting gears from Deadline's <laughs> uh, Deadpool 3 story to Rick and Morty, everybody. Maybe we'll get back to the Deadpool story. <laughs> when did you watch Rick and Morty? I thought you hadn't seen that. I, I, that or was another I, I, thing I'd only I, seen part of the first episode of. Oh, man. I think... Listen, Rick and Morty, there's a lot more to Rick and Morty than Pickle Rick, okay? but Is the there a lot is, more to it than him saying, uh, uh, Morty, uh, listen here, uh, listen here, Morty, uh, Morty, uh, Morty, 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 this, uh, Morty, Morty, uh, hey, Morty, 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 uh, listen here, Morty, uh, it's okay, Morty, uh, Morty, hey, Morty, Morty. Like, before, I can't handle it. Before I even answer that question, <laughs> I need to tell you that your uh, Rick impression sounds exactly like Beetlejuice. <laughs> Whoa! We even shop at the same store. Say it once. Say it twice. Three times a charm. <laughs> Make my millennium. <laughs> Make my millennium. That was a good. Your your Beetlejuice impression is good. Um, 
the the thing especially good when that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> but it sounded like him. Morty. I can't I can't do it. I can't do Morty. a uh, Rick Morty. Morty, we gotta do this morning. Hey Morty, hey Morty. Hey, Rick. <laughs> Rick. Oh Rick. Rick. Oh Rick. I can't do it. Um I I enjoy Rick and Morty, but I don't like talking about enjoying Rick and Morty because the people who like Rick and Morty typically the people who are vocal about it typically say stuff like uh, the you have to be of a high IQ to really understand the humor of Rick and Morty. It's made for people uh, super intelligent such as myself, which is why I really appreciate all the layers of the jokes in Rick and Morty. Uh, you wouldn't get it. Um, I hate how that's become a thing because I, I like the show. I watch it casually. As a matter of fact, I watched uh, an episode last night. Um, that being said, my original point was I think you would enjoy Rick and Morty. I think you need to get a little further into it. Um, I think skip, you don't need to watch these in chronological order because each thing is just its own thing. I say skip every episode from season one and just pluck one from season two, I think is what you okay. should do. Um, I'm making notes for myself. I got bugs, butt snacks, Rick and Morty, season two. Okay. These are my, uh, this is my homework. Yes. For, oh, uh, speaking of homework, I'm also derailing this deadline and <laughs> Deadpool story yet again. Uh, because yet uh, I almost said yesterday, last week I told you all about Auntie Donna. Yes. And I finished watching Auntie Donna this week. You said that you watched the first episode, the second episode of Auntie Donna. I've watched this two has become episodes. an Auntie Donna conversation. Yeah, I've watched okay, the first. Tell everybody two what episodes. you think of Auntie Donna. <laughs> I want to hear it. it I want to hear it more really... than I want to talk about Deadpool right now. <laughs> um, I will tell you this much. I actually encouraged one of Sarah's friends who's visiting us right now to watch Auntie Donna mm-hmm. today. Today. I played Everything's a Drum for her less than five hours ago. Yeah. So, um, by the way, I did show Sarah, not the entire episode, but I showed her Everything's a Drum, and I asked her if after seeing that, that would encourage her to watch more, and she was on board with it. She thought oh, it was Oh, I knew it! I told yeah. you! Yes! Um, <laughs> I will say that there are moments that are not funny on the show. Not every bit is funny, but as a whole, the 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 ability of this group to create a, like a consistent stream of conscious like thought intermingled and weaved in with sketch comedy and things like it, it kind of defies categorization is the best way I can describe it. It's its own thing. It's really its own thing. It's like long form improv, but not improv. Yeah. <laughs> where all the jokes are based on two premises, mispronouncing words or long pauses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I just had, uh, you said something that reminded me of Auntie Donna and I realized I forgot to ask you about it at the top of the show. So getting back on track. Thanks fellow geek listeners for uh, putting up with that. Deadpool 3, you guys. So Bob's Burgers writers are uh, helming this project. Shoff is not excited. I have faith in these people. I hear Bob's Burgers has quite the following. But again, I've never seen it, so I can't really comment on that. 
excuse me, but writer meetings have been taking place over the last month with Reynolds recently meeting with a handful of writers to hear their pitches for the next installment. Uh, and in the end, of course, uh, the studio and Ryan's Reynolds saw these sisters take as the perfect fit for what they wanted, apparently. Uh, sources also say the film is still expected to be R-rated, Shaf, despite being produced by Disney. It's also expected to have a new director, uh, David Leach, who helmed the previous movie. Uh, his schedule's filled through 2021, so insiders say the door is still open for his return, but it's unknown uh, if he'll be able to actually do it or not. So, that's just something to keep in mind, Shaf, but uh, Deadpool 3 looks like it's officially happening one last question they're gonna they're gonna put deadpool in the mcu uh in theory right which character out of the mcu would you want to see deadpool interact with the most and why is it spider-man <laughs> uh i don't actually care if he interacts with spider-man i i want to see him interact with um somebody more like I don't know, unusual, like Rocket or something like that. Like, I'd rather see <laughs> yes. like that interaction. Get him in Guardians 3. Thank you. It's not too late. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Deadpool 3 coming hot and ready. Probably, I'm going to predict 2024. That's my prediction. <laughs> hot and ready. <laughs> um. If I can get my internet to load, I'll have a story for you. Okay, here we go. So, um, by the way, the internet up here in Sedona right now is awful. It's really bad. Things are slow. But uh, anyways, if you've been on Instagram and you happen to follow Chris Hemsworth, and if you happen to also follow another Chris by the name of Chris Pratt, then you've uh -huh. probably seen... Uh, you probably seen a post recently that Chris Hemsworth uh, shared, and that's of him moving a giant uh, tire. Is that what it is? Yeah, it looks God, like a big screen is frozen. A big donut, uh, a big, a big circle made to look like a tire. I don't oh, think it's yeah, an actual tire, it but it's probably filled with lots of like sand weight or something. <laughs> it's like probably that, filled with small, smaller tires, an infinite amount of smaller tires made to look like a big tire. <laughs> Well, uh, he's clearly training for he's a He's probably he's pro tired. Oh. <laughs> Come on, um, everybody. That was a good one. <laughs> Threw me a bone. Um, no, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Hemsworth has been training for two movies in particular, one being a Hulk Hogan, uh, and I say biopic, but I think some people say biopic. I think biopic sounds better. <laughs> if, yeah. While we're on the subject of pronouncing things wrong, which is a staple of my humor, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not biopic. <laughs> but I do like your style. So, yeah. So the, uh, the Hulk Hogan biopic uh, is what Hemsworth is training for, but also Thor 4, a.k.a. Thor the uh, almost the dark Thor, Thor love and thunder. Uh, and his co-star for Thor love and thunder, good old Chris Pratt, who we reported either last week or a few weeks ago, was going to be joining the cast. Uh, he happened to make a comment on this, this particular, uh, uh, thirst trap of a picture. And he said, Hey bud, 
just heard from my trainer and he needs you to stop working out because since we're going to be in the same movie and everything, he doesn't want me to stand next to you if you look like that. So I'm going to need you to put on 26 pounds real quick. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> so a um, little funny humor between the Chris's. Oh, Chris's. For your, for your oh, ear to enjoy. Um, he does look quite jacked. Dude, he looks huge. In this picture, <laughs> he looks like he's getting ready to play Hulk Hogan. Yeah. What's funny is I don't even think Hulk Hogan was this big. Well, you know what? Uh, your memories Hulk Hogan often wishes. seem better. Yeah, so your memories no, I, I just, I just often seem better. So maybe he's trying to live yeah, up but, to our memories. Yeah, but I mean, I just watched the Hulk Hogan porn the other day, and it, he wasn't that You know big. what? Shop. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> okay what you gonna do brother what you gonna do when hulkamania comes all over you <laughs> i need you to understand shaf that i absolutely 100 percent knew you were gonna say that <laughs> i was thinking to myself here it comes no pun intended but i was thinking here it comes <laughs> and there you went so brava Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Best friends. Best best friends. friends. Brother. <laughs> All right. You know what? I think I think that's a good place to stop talking about that particular story because it's not going to get any better than that. So I'm throwing no, that story in the garbage and I'm going to step away, Shaw, from the MCU just for a tiny little bit. Here at Geek, so to speak, we, we talk a lot about the MCU. We talk about a lot. The uh, excuse me, talk a lot about the DCEU, talk a lot about video games, comics, trailers, this side or the other. But one thing we don't talk about a whole lot is probably the greatest pillar of geekdom of all time. Something that transcends video games, transcends Marvel, transcends DC. I'm talking about Encino Man, Shaf. The uh I knew the, you were gonna say that, by the way. I knew you were gonna say I that. I know you did. It's in the agenda. Uh the the classic stalling st- man, I cannot speak today, man. The the classic starring everybody's favorite whistle, Polly Shore, Brendan Fraser, <laughs> and Fraser. Rudy. So let me tell you how excited I was. As a matter of fact, I, I absolutely categorize this story as we do not need, but we absolutely need it. Do not need, but we absolutely <laughs> need it. Uh, last week, Polly Shore has been using social media to campaign for a sequel to Encino Man. And his sites have been set specifically on Disney Plus being the right home for the sequel to take place. Uh, Polly Shore took to his Instagram to let the world know that the cast is ready to make this happen. And this is what he said. He posted a, a picture of him as uh, his character, of course, from Encino Man, uh, Rudy behind him, and Brendan Fraser. And he said, good old Encino Man. Remember this classic? How many pe- people want to see Encino Man? And this is how I, how I imagine he's saying it. Hit up the Disney Plus on social media and let them know that Brendan, Sean, and myself are ready to go. 
Let's do this. 2021. Let's wheeze the prunches, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how he sounds. You got to do the long pauses. Um, <laughs> so moving on <laughs> from there, uh, he also posted another Instagram post uh, where he says, these are the kind of vibes we need right now in Cinemantic. Come on, Disney Plus. No one's left behind. Let's get the positivity flowing, but let's spread optimism, bros. Let's wheeze the fucking juice, bro. Um, even though what does that mean? Let's wheeze the that's his, wheeze the that's juice. That's his phrase from Encino Man. Wheezing the juice. <laughs> wheezing the juice is as best as I can understand is drinking a Slurpee directly from the Slurpee machine. Where he says, let's wheeze the juice. <laughs> and then the and Brendan Fraser says, wheeze the juice. And then the uh, the Circle K employee says, no, wheezing the juice. <laughs> oh, man. It's, um, it's funny I, you to know, me I have a f- that. Sorry, I'll let, you, I'll let you get. I have one more thing I, I have to say about this. I, it's Do super it. funny Do to it. me that Brendan Fraser, he's busy with Doom Patrol. And I'm sure other projects. Uh, Rudy. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy. I'm sure he keeps busy. Okay. All right. Fine. Let me rephrase it. I'm uh, Brendan Fraser, for all accounts, and Rudy, for all accounts, are infinitely more busy than Polly Shore. That I think we can agree on. And so it's just funny to me that Polly Shore is the one who just decided to start campaigning for this movie. Despite the fact, <laughs> Shaf, there was a sequel to Encino Man. It was a straight uh, to TV movie featuring a female cave woman. I don't think it was the same female cave woman that was in the post credit scene. Uh, yes, there was a post credit scene to Encino Man, you guys. Um, to Encino Man. Or actually, it might not have been a post-credit scene. There was a post-credit scene of Brendan Fraser going, I'll be back. But I think maybe the girl was at the end of the movie. It's been a minute since I've seen Encino Man. Anyway, there has been an Encino Man sequel is all I'm trying to say. I'm taking the world's longest way to tell you, the listeners, that yes, in fact, there was a sequel to Encino Man, which is what I'm telling you right now is the point that I'm trying to make. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, you go. (laughs) I was just going to say that uh, I think that it's funny that they're using this as the method to get like Disney Plus's attention. Um, And also that Polly Shore has nothing going on right now. So like, of course he's available (laughs) to do this. And Brendan Fraser doesn't even look like himself anymore due to, I think a car accident. And, um, what? <laughs> Sean Astin doesn't look like himself anymore due to donuts. And um, oh, don't body shame Rudy. <laughs> don't body shame Rudy. That's a good hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I'm gonna move on to another story. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Can, can, funny. Keep it okay. going. Keep it going, Sean. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to bring things into the world of 
television, specifically Marvel TV, specifically Disney Plus Marvel TV, specifically Marvel's WandaVision. Uh, While speaking with Empire, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige teased that additional episodes of Marvel's WandaVision are actually going to touch on more modern sitcoms, such as The Office and Modern Family. Uh, And uh, I have a quote here, and this is from Kevin Feige specifically. So Kevin Feige said this. He says, I love TV (laughs) and watch far too much The Dick Van Dyke Show, and I love Lucy and Bewitched and everything we go up to the modern family of the office style they talk to the camera shaky camera documentary style so yeah that's pretty interesting i would say that we're going to get um we're gonna get additional stuff go ahead (laughs) i know i'll say you're i don't know if you drank like uh, celebrity impression perfection juice today but everything you're doing is spot on well i think it helps that i'm wearing a hat while we record because that really helps me channel my kevin feige yes oh that's my problem i always record See? without a hat yeah I'm such no, an that keeps idiot. keeps the thoughts in my brain i love tv uh <laughs> So so anyways, there's not much more to report beyond the fact that we do know that the sitcoms are going to be all fully appreciated. We're not just talking about the the 50s and 60s. We're also going to get into stuff that we can more recently appreciate, like The Office, where they talk directly to the camera, where there's that sort of like shaky camera documentary style. So I'm looking forward to what that means and what that looks like. This show really does seem like it's going to be something completely off the wall, interesting and new. And nothing we've ever seen before, that's for sure. It's going to be well, I take fantastic. That back. It's going to be I'm just like things we've seen before, but not from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I'll take it. All right. Uh, last bit of news for the day, Shaf, before we get into uh, the Thanksgiving roast. I've got some PlayStation 5 news to go over with you real quick. Um, First one might be a little heartbreaking, Shaf. First little piece of news, because I know you, just like many other people, are looking forward to getting your grubby little hands on a PlayStation 5. But Sony CEO just recently went on record saying absolutely everything is sold when it comes to the PlayStation 5. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan was speaking to a Russian news outlet, TASS, or TASS. First of all, traitor to the country, talking to Russia. Uh, But, you know, uh, Joe Biden. Take a look at this guy. Anyway, (laughs) Jim Ryan said the next generation console will continue to experience steep stock shortages for the foreseeable future. He said, and I quote, um, everything is sold. Absolutely everything is sold. I've spent much of last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for the product. And now in terms of my executive bandwidth, I'm spending a lot more time on trying to increase supply to meet the demand. He continued with, Everything's been challenging from the production side. 
I wouldn't plan on doing another big console launch in the midst of a global pandemic. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else. End quote. First of all, thank you for recommending that we don't launch consoles in the middle of a pandemic. I will take that uh, that advice to heart. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, we, yeah, we'll make sure to remember that the next time that we are running a, a video game company and uh, dealing with a global pandemic. Yeah, stupid. Um, it's not. It's not impossible to find a PlayStation 5 right now, Shaf. If you go to Facebook Marketplace, for example, I can tell you in my area, I've seen dozens of PlayStations for sale between uh, $1,000 to $1,500. So it's there's always that awful. option. When you think about it, <laughs> like what about what about all the kids that are hoping to get it for Christmas? Like, yeah, do you think they're yeah. going to have more well, stock they're... by then? Or do you think that we're, they're, they're done for the rest of the year? Well, uh, supposedly uh, the story. And, and when I and when I when I when I when I say children hoping to get it by Christmas, I of course am referring to myself. Oh, obviously, I think we all assumed <laughs> that's what you meant. <laughs> um, uh, this the article continues on saying that big box retailers are expected to have more supply at Black Friday, Best Buy. Uh, Target, Walmart, all these places. But good luck snatching one up, Shaf, because of the the dang scalpers. That's what's been the hard point. Um, regular, regular availability, like we've come to know and love for our consoles uh, outside of a pandemic situation, realistically isn't anticipated to be uh, a thing until probably early to mid next year, April May ish. So if you can just be patient and you're stepping out of the first wave of consoles, so maybe you're not going to get a console that decides to um, have an error anytime it goes into sleep mode, which has happened to me, Shaf, which has happened to me. Oh, dang. Um, it hasn't bricked the console, but our corrections department, Mark, I mean, uh, Darth Vibbert. <laughs> Great. <laughs> No, there's no no way people can figure out his his actual name now. Maybe you should put a bleep over it, unless unless you forget to. Um, don't don't give me more work. <laughs> well, that's what I said. Unless you forget, unless you forget to. Um, when the PlayStation launched, he made a note of a story uh, from Jeff Gertzman saying that if you play Miles Morales on the PlayStation Five and then you stop playing. But if you don't actually quit the game and quit the con or turn off the console and just let it go into sleep mode, that it will produce an error, a disk drive error on the PlayStation 5. And I said, that's an isolated incident, corrections department. It's not widespread. How come I only see this one article talking about it? Is what I said. And then it, it happened to me the same day. Uh. So that's what you call karma. Um, and my last bit of news when it comes to the PlayStation 5 is that, uh, well, Sony has hinted, hinted at the PlayStation VR 2, Shaf. And the only reason I'm bringing this story up at all is because last week, I, if you recall, I made an official prediction that I put out into the universe that they will be putting out a PlayStation VR 2. And immediately this story comes out today. Coincidence, Shaf? 
I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so, in a Japanese interview, uh, and I apologize because I'm totally going to butcher this name, and this one's not one of the jokingly butcher it. I'm probably going to accidentally butcher it. Uh, in a Japanese interview, Hideke Nishinino, Sony Senior Vice President of uh, Global Product Strategy and Management, hinted the company's future plans when it comes to VR. Uh, and this is translated from an interview that he did. He said, uh, oh, excuse me, this is on the PSVR compatibility to the PlayStation 5. He said, I believe that the PS5 will improve the experience. I would like to expect the PS5 to have a VR experience that is appropriate for the PS5. I can't comment any further, but I'm looking forward to it. And then he laughs. So that to me, that's a confirmation that we are going to get a PSVR 5 shop. I mean, yes, we are skipping the PSVR 2, and we're going straight to the PSVR 5. And <laughs> I actually like that better. I think that makes sense. They should call it that. So just keep PSVR. your eyes out for that, everybody. And remember that I called it. That's all I need. That's you right. To that's right. And that's it for Geek News. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, we're going to take a short break. You guys can find where we are on social media. You can use that time to like us, follow us, comment, share, do all the things. We'll be right back with our Thanksgiving roast of the new mutants. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shop's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek of oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. That's right, we are back and we are talking about the new mutants. Uh, roasting this Thanksgiving uh, for Geek So To Speak. Now, um, this uh, was a suggestion by Wonder Rob. He, we were like, what are we going to do for this episode? Should we take a break? And he was like, you know, we could do a Thanksgiving roast of new mutants. And I was like, brilliant, brilliant. You are a genius. You are a god yes. among men. So Why don't um, we put ourselves through more garbage <laughs> for the entertainment <laughs> of the listeners? <laughs> so uh what i think is just so amazing is that we really like we've been talking about this movie for so long uh it has been in the news so many times for so many release date changes we wondered if we would ever see this movie we wondered if diaz disney i almost said diaz i don't know what i was trying to say <laughs> uh <laughs> Disney Plus, uh, if they were just going to shelve it completely or if based on acquiring Fox, they were going to release it or would it come out in theaters? Would it be straight to streaming? So we had to wait a little bit. It went to theaters first because of a previous agreement that um, Fox had with, I forget how it goes. Corrections Department knows that information. I don't really give a two shits about it. But um, the point is wow. that it took a while. Yeah. 
the point is it took a while for it to come out on streaming, but just the other day it did. And so we finally subjected our eyeballs and our bodies to the new, new mutants. So, um, sure did. <laughs> I will say this going forward. Uh, we will be spoiling, uh, story plot points and everything else related to the new mutants. So if you do not want to be spoiled, please take this moment to press pause. Uh, you can listen to one of our previous episodes in the interim, or you can go and, uh, rent or choose to purchase, uh, at your own, um, risk, uh, <laughs> to your bank account, uh, this movie. So, uh, with that being said, spoilers abound. Spoilers are plenty. Here we go. Okay. Wonder up first and foremost, Yes. You watched this movie uh-huh. last night. I watched this movie last night. Sure did. Um, mm-hmm. Can we just say, first and foremost, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being like, I love this movie. Zero being like, I absolutely abhor, abhor this movie. What would you say? Oh, wow. Do I love this movie or do I abhor it? Oh, wow. Well, well. <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't. I don't think it's the worst geek movie torture. This isn't an official geek movie torture, by the way. This is a Thanksgiving roast. It's two different things, listeners. But it's not the worst movie we've watched on Geek, so to speak. But you know what? It certainly wasn't the best either. So if five is average, if five is indifferent, one has hated it, and ten is love it, I'm going to give it just, just below indifferent to this movie. That's what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a four on the scale that I just invented just now. A four. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. I think you'll be pleased to know that I also give it a six. (laughs) Well, in that case, I give it a nine. Nice. Nice. I was actually shocked by this movie, by the fact that I didn't hate it. I was shocked that I didn't despise this movie. Well, like I said, to be fair, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't give it a one. Five is indifferent. I gave it just below indifference. So you liked it more than me, though. I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to give it to you. I actually, dare I say, that this is not the worst of the X-Men movies. (laughs) Oh, I got to tell the listeners something real quick. So, Shaf, we were talking on Voxer before we started, and he he was hoeing and humming and hawing at me that he was getting ready to watch The New Mutants. And I told him, I bet you're going to love it. Give it an open mind. And, of course, the whole time I was like, he's going to hate it. I'm going to make a joke (laughs) at his expense. And now you're telling me that I willed it into existence just like the PSVR 2? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep i can't believe yep, it's this. true it's true <laughs> oh yeah it was gosh. It, the, here's the thing is it's the least x-meny movie of the x-men movies oh yeah i mean the x it's, it's I mean, not it's an such x-men a, movie at all <laughs> well but it is but it isn't i mean it is it's in the x-men universe movie universe yeah okay i'll give you that I would say it's an X-Men adjacent movie, but it still takes place within the movie timeline that Fox created in the, the Fox sense that Marvel cinematic universe. 
Yeah, because there's footage in this movie, and we're going to get into things, but there's footage that indicates that this movie's in its time frame takes place after the events of Logan. Oh, you might have to... You might have to school them on that. Not because I missed it, but because they might have missed it. So you might have to school them on that, Shaf. Um, Let me hit you with a little bit of facts for this movie, Shaf. I want you to know that this movie was delayed several times. I'm not going to go into the details of why it's delayed because we only have so much time at this point. But I'm going to tell you, this movie was delayed so many times. And to me, it's a little obvious why. But... I want you to know that when this movie did eventually make its way into theaters, it opened at $7 million, Shaf. Uh, <laughs> and that was August 26th of 2020, uh, which, as you know, I know, and everybody in the whole dang world's know, we were in the grips of a global pandemic. So obviously it opened uh, to a, a smaller audience than probably Disney or Fox would have really liked. But it still managed to make a cool $7 million on its opening weekend. It made $23.8 million in its domestic run. And it made $22 million overseas. So ending its run with roughly $45.9 million worldwide. It's currently sitting at a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 56% audience score. I think that... Would you describe your score of this movie as 56% Shaf? I gave it a six, so if I was rounding up from 56, then yeah, I would say that's right. All right, that's fair. 100, yeah. I was trying to get you to go back on it. It didn't work. Um, 43 Metascore on Metacritic based on 19 critics' reviews and a 4.3 user score based on 245 ratings. Would you say your score is a 4.3 shot? No, I'm much higher than that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I said it's a six. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's fair. None of my schemes worked. All right. So let's talk about New Mutants. I'm really interested in hearing what you liked about this movie. Hit me with okay. it. Okay, so um, I mean, we're not going to talk too much into plot be- unless it's relative to our discussion, oh, but... Actually, you know what? I would like to... I want to talk about the plot just real quick based on what you just said. Because we're not going to talk about the plot. You know why, Shaf? Because this movie doesn't have a plot. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I'm not making a joke. There's literally no plot to this movie. Uh, nothing happens in this movie. It's nothing. Okay, continue. It's it's If it, Seinfeld was a, a, a non-funny X-Men movie, this would be it. <laughs> it's a character study. It's a... It's, uh, I think you think nothing happens because there's really only one setting for this entire movie. Yeah, let's talk about the one setting. I know I asked you to tell you what, what you like, but now, now I'm getting angry because I'm remembering the experience. This movie has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cast members. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you just a real, real quick interpretation of the plot, again, because we're spoiling it. Uh, the actress, Blue Hunt... Uh, quite the name, uh, who plays Danny in this movie. Um, long by story way, short, her dad by the dies. Way, she's she's kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. She's kind of cute. She reminds me of Cecily Strong from Saturday Night Live. She had like some oh. str- strong Cecily Strong vibes to me. Some strong Cecily vibes, yeah. <laughs> so her, 
her dad dies in a tornado. We come to find that it wasn't a tornado. It was what it was in fact a manifestation of a giant bear. But we'll get back to that. She gets sent to this facility uh, to to help mutants, to help people control their mutant powers, uh, to potentially maybe be shipped off to the Xavier School for Gifted Children, or just to just help you function as a mutant in society. Um, where they're asked tough questions on one-on-one sessions, like, do you know what mutants are? That's an actual question the therapist asked her. <laughs> in this movie where mutants are the only superhero beings <laughs> in the universe. Um, meanwhile, they're at this facility where there appears to only be five patients and one doctor. Did you see anybody else in this movie that wasn't a manifestation or the five mutants or the one doctor? No. Okay. It reminded me a lot of the joke in Deadpool where Deadpool says, I think we can't afford to get any other mutants. <laughs> or he's in the, the academy and he's like, how come I only see you two here? <laughs> that's that's the thought that I had the whole time. I was like, Who, who's running this facility? Just the one lady. <sighs> okay. Sorry. I just had to get that point off my chest. Uh, but when I say there's no plot, what I mean is, it's literally just a bunch of teenagers sitting around whining about why they're in why they're in this facility and nothing nothing of interest happens plot-wise and I use the word plot very loosely until all of a sudden we figure out that it's this one mutant Danielle's mutant power to manifest everybody's worst fears. But that didn't that point isn't made until about an hour into the movie, Shaw. And I know that for a fact because my wife said she had no interest in watching this movie, which I didn't blame her. She never really does for these X-Men movies. But I watched it in the living room anyways while she scrolled her phone and while she worked on the computer and stuff. And the movie was so uninteresting to her that eventually it caught her attention and she decided to keep watching. (laughs) She watched it through about halfway through and... Right when she started watching was when it was made clear that it was Danny's powers that are manifesting all these negative things. And I know that because it was an hour into the movie. It was 58 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, if you understand what psionic means, then you should have known right away that she's the one causing all this stuff to happen. Psionic no, refers let to... Let me rephrase. Let, let me rephrase. Maybe I I think I got my point across a little wrong. That these manifestations aren't really happening to, 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 to drive the plot forward until about an hour into the movie. Is what I mean by what I'm saying. Up until then, it's a lot of these teenagers sitting around an attic going, What's your power? <laughs> Let's... Put me in the lie detector test. Oh, let me tell you. Huh. Let's run around like like we're the breakfast club. I drugged I drugged the doctor. <laughs> like nothing happens in this movie <laughs> to, to move the, the plot forward until 58 minutes in is the point that I was trying to make. Wow. <laughs> um, I, what I wanted to know 
that I was kind of curious about is how long had the other ones been there? Like there's no real reference point to how long they've been in, held in captivity by Dr. Reyes. Um, I mean, for any of us who understands the X-Men lore, the moment we saw Essex corporation, I mean, that tells a lot. That's a huge thing. Um, that basically indicates that Mr. Sinister is involved. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, cause his name is Nathaniel Essex. Um, of course so, he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Well, I think, and the original intent was to have him played by John Hamm in this movie as the main antagonist, but what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. John Hamm. John Hamm. That guy says no <laughs> to nothing. He, he says yes to every part offered to him. Well, it gets better. So then instead of it being John Hamm, they decided they were going to do Antonio Banderas. What? Antonio That's even worse. Banderas as Mr. Sinister. And then they said, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to make him Mr. Sinister. He's going to be a different antagonist. But they didn't say who. And then they didn't include him. And they said that they would. But he's they not would, even in the movie. He's not even in the movie. So uh, the plan was then for them to put him in the sequel, which, of course, we're never going to get. Um, it's by the way, I want to say that I I, ha- I was talking to my wife while we were watching this movie. And I said, imagine being Maisie Williams or Anya Taylor-Joy or any of these actor- actors or actresses. They, they started filming this movie in 2017. No hint of the Disney Fox merger. And you know, all these actors are like, we're in a superhero movie. We're in a franchise. We have it made. They're like high-fiving each other. <laughs> then, then everything happens in this movie. These poor bastards. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there was also plans to include Warlock, and he's like a an alien cyborg mutant. Uh, very difficult, I guess, to portray. I guess the special effects was going to be way too expensive for them to do. They were going to have Sasha Baron Cohen play uh mocap and uh the voice acting for warlock um but they decided they were going to put him in the second movie and the second movie was supposed to be an alien invasion movie featuring warlock and then the third movie was supposed to be a supernatural apocalyptic horror movie based on the x-men comic event inferno and uh in that particular uh, storyline I don't know this personally. I just read about it. Uh, demons invade earth and the character magic who is, um, Anya Taylor, Taylor, what's her last name? Joy. Joy. Yeah. Taylor joy. Anya Taylor um, joy. Yeah. So she plays magic in this movie. So she plays a major role in that particular storyline as well. So, uh, yeah. Now, as far as nothing happening in this movie, if you look at it from the standpoint of there being like movement and going places and having like a, a um, I don't know, like it, the pacing being what a typical action movie would have. You're right. There's, there's, it's not, it's very subdued. It's, uh, it's far more of a character drama and I wouldn't even put it in a horror genre. Like I think their intention was to make it really super scary, but it wasn't. It wasn't really scary. It was just kind of no. jumpy at times, I the guess, tone but was not even that. All over the place. Yeah. And that's probably related to the various cuts of this movie that they've made. Um, 
throughout all the iterations of it, whether it be owned by Fox or owned by Disney or trying to get back to, uh, is it his name? Josh Boone. Is that the, the director's name? I can't remember. Boone. Boone. I know is his last name. That's the thing. I don't even think there were any cuts to this. I think this is still the original cut. If my understanding is correct. Uh, they never got around to doing those reshoots. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. Yeah, a lot of people think that reshoots were done in this movie, but they weren't. Uh, they were planned, but that was right before the Disney merger, basically they took over and purchased Fox. And then with all of that, by the time everything was finalized, it had been basically two years since they had <laughs> since they had filmed it, and they were all much, much older. So... Um, yeah, it wouldn't have worked. So they yeah. they just had to stick with it. Yeah. Plus, Disney's so, not going to invest all this money in a movie that they're not even super confident in. Even if it no. was, even if the reshoots could have happened, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on briefly this Logan thing. So there's a moment where Danny Moonstar's character, she's being tested and. It's, like she's injected with something and it kind of like enhances her powers a little bit. They're trying to understand more. And uh, she gets glimpses of this facility where mutants are being tested and they're being uh, put in these rooms. And it, it basically is footage from Logan, from the scenes where uh, X-23 was sort of one of the people in this place and you know, mm-hmm. all of the fellow mutants that are of her age. And so the fact that she can see this implies, not directly, it doesn't state it, but it implies that this movie takes place either at the same time or after the events of Logan. So hmm. that I find kind of interesting because... I didn't see that. You didn't see that part? I must have just like glazed over that part. Or or not noticed because up until you oh, telling okay. me that that's news to me. Yeah. So and a lot of people didn't really know where this fit into the X Men movie timeline at all. But so that's kind of that really places it very firmly in a spot. But the interesting part about about that is Professor Xavier pretty much wiped out all mutants, didn't he? Like, or did he just kill the X Men? Remember, he had that the Westchester no, incident. He, yeah he he killed a lot of mutants. So maybe this is before. Maybe she's having a vision of the future. Could be. It could be. Yeah. So it's not. Or it's she's not just clear. one of the few that didn't get wiped out. Yeah. It's not very clear. But I mean, these are also new mutants. Um, the term to describe mutants that just recently got their powers or just had their powers manifest during puberty. Um, I will say there's a few things that were a little bit shocking to me. One of them being a basically teenage shower scene that showed some side and under boob. Like I know that these actors, actresses are not like teenagers, like below the age of 18, but they're playing teenagers who are below the age of 18. So it just seemed a little strange to just show that scene um, and cut it that way. Like having to film it clearly showing that they're topless. Like I just didn't quite, I don't know. (laughs) It seemed Seemed weird to me. You saw Maisie Williams' uh, boobies. Uh, you saw all all eight of them when she was a wolf. <laughs> she was running around <laughs> naked as a wolf. You saw them wolf boobies. 
<laughs> By the way, what a sweet uh, mutant power. Well, it's what's weird is she literally turns into a wolf. Like it's not even like she turns into like a wolf person. I I always thought in the comics, a werewolf, yeah. wolf Spain. Well, wolf Spain is like a werewolf, not like just a straight up wolf. Like she's not even remotely human when she's a full on wolf. But yet they never show that transformation. It's always like, okay, I've got hair on my neck. Okay, now I'm a full wolf. <laughs> okay, now my... And, and if she's going to turn into a wolf, how come when she's battling the bear, she doesn't just go straight wolf? Like, why does she stay, like, in semi-werewoman mode, uh, just, like, long fingernails and, and a hairy neck? Like, <laughs> I just don't And do that it. weird scratchy thing on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jump on it and just scratch it. Um, <laughs> just like she did a Reyes... I thought it was kind of Im- weird that they made Sunspot be so, um, like afraid, uh, be like be such a wuss. My favorite line of the entire movie, which you probably tell me you caught this, um, Cannonball, um, the guy who is in Stranger mm-hmm. Things, I can't think of his name or what his character's name is, but Cannonball Charlie is his Heaton ca- is the actor's Thank name. Thank you. Um, he <laughs> he says Inferno. Nut up. <laughs> he tells him to nut yeah. up. I, was, I, 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 I laughed. I, I pressed pause. I rewound. And I played that again. Because I was like, did he just say nut up? <laughs> sure did. <laughs> yeah, man, Inferno, you get a nut, nut up. Nut right up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, all in all, it's not my favorite movie. But it's way better than Apocalypse. It's way way better than apocalypse it's way better than dark phoenix you've seen dark phoenix would you rather watch new mutants or dark phoenix oh my god at least new dark phoenix had that scene with mcavoy walking up the stairs <laughs> tell me what one. to do <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> i don't know what to do uh <laughs> Man, they're both about equal to me. I'm going to just level with you. <laughs> I don't want to watch either one of them again. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I will oh, say no. this. I, I, I mentioned earlier, and I want to correct myself, that I didn't know who Antonio Banderas was supposed to be playing. Um, Boone did say that the actor would have appeared in a post credit scene, um, and he was supposed to be playing Emmanuel de Acosta, which is actually... Um, uh, Sunspot's father uh, and basically the filmmaker said that he Emmanuel's connection to the Hellfire Club in the comics which sees Roberto uh, Sunspot traveling to Brazil with the New Mutants to reunite with his estranged archaeologist mother whom Emmanuel is trying to kill over his own business interests so he says we always intended to do New Mutants Brazil as the second movie, which sounds even less interesting than this one. Um, but I don't know. I I liked it. I liked their approach with Lockheed being the dragon, the purple dragon that uh, Magic has, being sort mm-hmm. of like a sock puppet, but in Limbo is something else. Um, you know, manifests into reality. I thought the smiley men were creepy. Uh, I definitely would not want a very lanky, skinny gross-looking 70s disco dancing smiley man um, yeah, they hovering had, they over me. They all had me. silk shirts and leather pants. Yeah, yeah. And, and tattoos, like tattoos on their on their collarbones. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, 
yeah, the movie was all over the place. I thought the demon bear CGI, not bad. Not bad. I thought it was not bad until the very end where it was daylight all of a sudden. And just for a second, you see the bear in the daylight. And I thought to myself, that's why they are, they always make these scenes at night. Because <laughs> it's just, they look a lot better. Um, the whole thing with the demon bear was super silly to me because, of course, it's her manifestation. And they go in this long spiel about why you have to fear the bear. But it's her manifestation and everybody's trying to wake her up. And meanwhile, she's having her own dream where she's... Danny, I'm talking about, by the way, she's having her own dream where she's uh, she's reuniting with her dad and her dad's telling her, you got to forgive yourself. You're totally brave. Don't worry about it. And then Danny finally wakes up and then goes, oh, oh, the bear. Sorry. Sorry, guys. And turns off the bear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially that's what happens. They're all they're all essentially getting their asses handed to them by this giant manifestation of a bear. And then Danny finally wakes up and then, okay, it's done. It's like when Superman comes back at the end of Justice League. All of a sudden, the the key is there and the whole thing was was moot. Like if Superman would have just come back earlier, they, the it's whole true. thing would have been done. Same, same with this. Yeah. That's fair. I think you're right. <sighs> but, I mean, you know, overall, the more you talk about it, the the more you talk about it, the less I enjoy this movie. But um, I, I will <laughs> say, I will say, uh, I don't. I really didn't hate it, and I wanted to hate it. Like I really wanted to roast it, like with pure abandon. I wanted to absolutely gut this movie and like let its entrails just hang out of its body. But the movie wasn't horrible enough to do that to it. It it had now, its merits. I, I thought really it was just. Uh, I I just got to stress the point. I don't hate this movie. I just think it's dumb. It's a dumb movie. Yeah. That's all I got to say. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it introduced me <laughs> well, to Blue you know Hunt, me. and I will fair. be keeping my eyes peeled for that one. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> there you go, um, man. There yeah. you go. Now, <laughs> so anyways, that's our review of The New Mutants. Not horrible, not great. Sort of somewhere in between. Um Yep. At least we don't have to get any more of these characters. We don't get any more of the Fox Marvel Universe. We can officially put the Fox Marvel Universe to bed. It is now six feet under. This is the last of that legacy. So um, so yep. goodbye to Fox's Marvel X-Men Universe. Um, before we wrap things up, though, we're going to unwrap things because Wonder Rob has a mystery birthday unboxing to do (gasps) that's right you guys tomorrow is my birthday but of course by the time this episode comes out the other day will have been my birthday and (laughs) shoff was oh so generous to send me a big giant box in the mail uh full of goodies according to him i have not opened this box i specifically saved it for the podcast so i could experience the the pleasure of receiving these gifts with you the listeners so i got the the box right next to me shop i have not peeked in here and i am reaching my hand into the box Ooh, i feel a couple of different things i think okay i'm pulling out i'm gonna pull out this first oh my gosh shop i think i know what this is i'm opening a little baggie 
It's a condom. Oh, you are so nice. <laughs> it's used, no, too. No, it's a mask. It's, yeah, why is it wet? Do they come wet? <laughs> it's a, I'm a virgin. I don't know how these things work. It's a geek, so to speak, face mask. It's a green face mask with our geek, so to speak, logo on it. Oh, my gosh, Shaf, I love this. I'm putting it on right now. Does it sound like I have a mask on? Ooh, it fits nice, Shaf. Isn't it comfortable? Ooh, it fits nice. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Maybe we'll put this up on our future Patreon. Uh, (laughs) The one I wore, I mean. All right. I'm reaching in for, uh, there's another thing. It feels like a book. Oh, my ass, Shaf. Shaf sent me a book. He knows I don't know how to read. (laughs) <laughs> this I need to help. learn the alphabet. <laughs> it's Seinfeld Legends Alphabet. From Babu Bot to Elaine Bennis, Newman to Dr. Martin Van Nostren, Seinfeld Legends Alphabet presents an unforgettable cast of characters encountered by Jerry and his gang, illustrated before a live studio audience and written with a good dollop of candle after. This book is the perfect gift for fans of the legendary and unconventional show about nothing. L is for lawyer Jackie Charles. N is for Newman. P is for uh, Jacopo Peterman. R is for Ray and Bob. T is for Tim Watley. W is for Sally Weaver. Oh, man, this thing is chock full of Seinfeld references. I cannot wait to read this and never give it to my son. Okay, well, maybe I'll read it to him. There you go. Thanks, buddy. I love it. I love it. And I think there's one more thing in the box. No, there's two more. What's this? There's a little Ziploc bag full of Legos. Remember way back in the day? There's Legos uh, in here, du- Shop. I had yeah, I had duplicate Disney Lego minifigs, and I told you I would send them, and I never did. So these are those oh, yeah. duplicates. So that oh, was yeah, there's black and m- white was like Mickey years and ago. Minnie. Like Steamboat Mickey and Minnie. Wow, these are going on my shelves. I'm putting those together. And I think that's it. Oh, wait. There's one more something. <laughs> Shoff, how did you know? <laughs> my boy Shoff went above and beyond and got me the Game & Watch Color Screen Super Mario Brothers Limited Edition handheld video game. And it says order pickup on the back. Shaf. How thoughtful. Oh my gosh, dude. I can't wait to open this. This is amazing. Full review of the Game & Watch Super Mario system coming on uh, next week's... Oh wait, not next week's. We're taking a break. In three weeks. Uh, whatever the next episode is. In three weeks. Yes, in three weeks. My full review to come. Shaf, this is so nice of you. You know I wanted it. <laughs> You know I didn't need it, but the collector in me had, had to, have to have it. it. Oh, I'm so excited to play with this. I was going to hang out with my wife tonight after recording the podcast, but not anymore. Hopefully there's a charge in there. That, uh, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I hope you I hope you like it. Excellent. Excellent mini mystery unboxing birthday edition. <laughs> I love it. I love and, all. Uh, and a and a happy birthday to you, Wonder Rob. You don't look a day over Thanks. 25. 
Well, I appreciate that. It's a lie, but I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is our episode. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with us. We appreciate you. Uh, if you are looking to find us individually on social media, you can find Wonder Rob at Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B, and that's on Twitter and in, and Instagram. If you're looking for me on Instagram or Facebook, you can find my voiceover account at Shoff, V-O, S-H-O-F-F-V as in voice, O as in over, as in this episode is pretty much over, as in the Fox Marvel <laughs> X-Men universe is over over so um we hope that you have enjoyed the episode we hope that you'll subscribe rate and review us you won't see us next week you won't see us the week after that but you will see us the week after that when we review wonder woman 1984 we are looking forward to that uh and uh, we wish you a very happy thanksgiving to you and yours be safe uh stay at home be with your family if you can But um, when you do hear from us, it'll be Same Geek Time. Same Geek Channel. Have a good one, everybody. No, you have a good one, Sean. Yeah, I'm going to play with my toys. (laughs) You guys are fucking lame. Tonight, we start what we hope will become a weekend update tradition. Every Thanksgiving from now on, a different SNL performer will compose and sing an original song to commemorate the holiday. We couldn't think of a better person to begin this tradition than our own Adam Sandler. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Adam, are you ready? Yes, I am, Kevin. I've worked all week on my song, and I hope you'll be entertained and a little moved. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat the turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey to eat so good. <laughs> a turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat turkey in a big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey. At the table, I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. (laughs) Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey, turkey, dee, turkey, turkey, dap. I eat that turkey and I take a nap. (laughs) Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say, Turkey with the gravy and the cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded that for strawberry. Turkey for you and a turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave the girl BD. Uh, I gobble, gobble, dee. I gobble, gobble, docky. I used to go to camp at Lake Wind and push hockey. Come on, Kevin. No, that's okay. <laughs> Oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. A turkey for me and a turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in a big brown shoe. Turkey lead me and turkey lead up in. Love to eat the turkey with a lot of stuffing. Turkey and sweet potato pie. Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. Oh, turkey. 
kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, gee, and a gobble, gobble, kicker. I wish turkey could only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving.